A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome back to this World Game Changes podcast episode where I'm delighted to say, joined by a returning guest, a multi-returning guest, multi-returning guest, well he's, he's returned many times, let's put it that way, Dr Keith Amos from I'll Luxembourg. Keep him away, that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, so Dr Keith Amos from Luxembourg, Keith, very warm welcome. Thank you very much Paul, thank you, well it's the, it's the chats we enjoy isn't it really? Very much. That's what it's all about. So thank you for for inviting me back. Very much. The you know you've heard me say this so many times before, listeners. The dance, the, you know, the exchange of energy, the conversation. We go down rabbit holes. We have a mainstream thought. We go to the left. We go to the right. Isn't that the essence of life? Whether we're talking with a stranger in the bus queue or a, you know a lifelong friend, that art, that gentle art of conversation. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Keith, you're, I think it's fair to say you know one or two things about HR. Yeah, I think you've uh, dabbled in the back, uh, in the background for many years. And uh, I'm playing this Absolutely. down, listeners, as you'll find out. Where do we start with this? What, what, what should we really talk about? Uh, you know, something like maybe changing career, but I don't yeah, really Paul, know how. Um, thank you. I mean, yes, my, my background is, is uh, human resources, or for anyone that works in HR, you are known by everyone else as working for human remains. Sorry about that, but that's the fact. Um, I changed career from being in HR, uh, being head of talent management in an in a, in a international organisation for, for a long time, uh, which I absolutely loved and enjoyed the development part, the training, the coaching, the mentoring and so on and so forth. And decided that I would actually change my career and, and open up my own little little coffee shop, so to speak, uh, of career coaching advice and guidance. So that's what I do now, uh, career coaching and mentoring, and very happily, please have a look at my website, keithamos.com. But where would you start if you wanted to change career? I suppose if you were to come to me, the, the first thing I'd probably be doing is making sure that I understood you and that you understood yourself. I have a, a kind of thematic about this and coaching in general, which is the first thing is you need to know yourself. The second thing is you need to know what you want. And the third thing is you need to know how to get there. And the first thing about knowing yourself is very interesting. And you and I were talking beforehand about how, well, the world is your oyster. There's a lot of things you could do. Some are things which other people will tell you, no, that's not for you. You can't do it. And some things which people will tell you with the best of will and maybe love and care, that's what you should do. But the simple reality is they're not you. They're not you. And there are many amazing musicians, top class musicians, amazing top class footballers or athletes who were told by parents, friends, uh, teachers, headmasters, you should go and work down the road. You should be an accountant. You should work, get, get, a, get a good steady job, you know, study. Now, those are the few people that listen to themselves and said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm literally going to follow my passion. I'm going to go and do what I want to do. They're not the majority of us. And actually passion 
is something that can be very short-lived. So I would say what you're looking for is fulfillment. Okay? What is it that fulfills you? What is it at the end of the day you were really happy to have done looking back over your career? What is it you enjoyed? Did you, like you do, I think, Paul, did you enjoy talking to people? Did you enjoy learning? Uh, did you enjoy presenting? What is it you, you liked? What is it you hated? Did you dislike sat, being sat in front of a computer? Did you dislike doing the figure work and the tax returns every year? What is it you really, over your dead body, you don't want to do? So knowing, knowing, knowing that is really, really helpful. But the start point is knowing yourself. So I'll stop at that point and let, you, let me see if there's anything on there you want to, to pick up on. Yeah, brilliantly, brilliantly um, paused there, Keith, because when you said it for the first time, I wanted to dive in. You know, my ego part wanted to really dive in. Hang on, Keith, hang on. You've just said something, dear. Let's not go any further. And you've just finished on it. Knowing yourself, that's a big one. That is, is. massive. So yeah. let me play devil's advocate if I can, Keith. Mm. So, mm. you know, I'm Mr. Average. I've come to you for some advice, guidance, you know, as, as mm. a career coach. Mm. Keith, I've, you know, I'm in this situation with, you know, I'm looking to change my career. Um, do you know what? I'm fed up with it. I don't like the, the CEO or whatever it is. And mm. I'm, I'm stale. I'm stagnant. Where do I go from here? And you say to me, uh, well, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing now, but allude to the fact that, well, you know, how well do you so, you know, do you know yourself? Um, mm -hmm. Well, what do you mean, Keith? Well, mm. I just want well, to change my job. Sure. And the reason why we start with knowing yourself is because the last thing you want is to change a, a, a job or a career and find yourself in the same position as you were before. So knowing yourself and knowing that actually you're in the role of a finance in the finance back office or you're doing accountancy and that's what you know, that's what you do. That's what you're going to try and do again. You just want to change job because you don't like the CEO. It's not going to lead to your happiness. So there's a number of things that I would or your satisfaction in, 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 your, in your career. So there's a number of things. Let's start with breaking, breaking down the average human being, shall we? Mm. The first thing is you have a personality. You have a unique personality there's no one like you there are people similar to and people you get on with there's no one exactly like you personality so what is your personality are you extrovert are you introvert are you a thinking sensitive soul are you more feeling all those areas that that we can we can talk about that go into making up your personality the second thing is you have values this i consider to be the most important of all your values what matters to you Honesty matter to you? Integrity matter to you? What matters to you? What's important to you? Do you hate to see bullying, for example? Would you stand up and, 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 and actively be against that? Do you hate it when you see people being disrespectful? The opposite of that was you value respect. So we would look at all the things that, um, that really go to make up your values. And you can do that in a number of ways. I won't go into that here necessarily unless you'd like me to. But the quick way is to is to look at all the things that actually, to use a great English expression, wind you up. Because the things that aggravate you and the things that wind you up that you see around you, if you take the, the, the reverse of that, that's your value. Because when people hit your values and do something against your personal values, that will make you angry, that will upset you. So if someone lets you down, for example, then you're, what you're displaying is that you don't like that. Well, then you like people that they're good to their word. They respect you, you know, that's one of your values. So we'd look at personality first. And I use a thing called the 15FQ, which is on the British Psychological Society. 
you so you don't get that off the internet. You have to be trained to use that one. Just looks at your values. I look at your look at your personal personal values. But there's a lot more to you than that. What about your skills? Can you juggle? Mm. <laughs> like, you know, have you got certain skills and abilities that other people don't have? Are you artistic? Is there something that you have? This is in the realm of skills and talents. And sometimes those are buried. Mm. Sometimes those are things that you haven't thought about for a very long time. You need to cast your mind back. What was I really enjoying? What fulfilled me when I was even back as far as school or at university or in a particular area of work? Now, what, what was it? And I'm not doing that now. So you've got skills and you've got talents. You've got hobbies. Hobbies are something that, you know, if you if you think about it, they they're, they're something away from the world of work normally. Coin collecting, stamp collecting, uh, bike riding, whatever, but not necessarily. So if your hobby might be watching Formula One and you love Formula One, you love everything, you can tell, you know, everybody what happened in the last five years is with regard to Formula One. Have you ever thought that maybe you could get connected to Formula One, doing something in that world? So looking at what your hobbies are, your interests, can also be a va really valuable way to move you forward. Values, personality, skills, talents. And also, it's a changing world. So you need something, you know, very pragmatic, and you need something that's going to earn you money. You need something that's going to keep you in the manner to which you want to become accustomed. If you find something that can help you to do that, you're onto a winner. If you take, uh, let's take Keith Richards, shall we? At the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards would play guitar anyway. He wouldn't want to be paid. He didn't care less. He was playing in a small band somewhere every day or every other, uh, other day or something every week. Playing guitar, it's his love. You know, he would do that anyway without being paid. He joined the Rolling Stones or formed the Rolling Stones and is paid for it. What a wonderful combination. But that, you know, that's very rare. But sometimes you can find it. People who are interested in something like, particularly at the moment, artificial intelligence. That could be an amazing thing to, to, to develop. So, again, I'll stop there and see if there's anything that comes up with that. What was resonating with me there when you were speaking was this ikigai, the, you know, yeah. the, this whole kind of... Um, you know, the Venn diagram, the sweet spot yeah. in the middle of um, mm. doing things I want. There's a need mm. for it. I can get mm. paid for it, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. yeah, that's what that's what was coming through there, Key. I mean, mm. on the surface of it then, you know, somebody, and yet again, I'm kind of flirting a bit with devil's advocate here. Mm. Somebody coming, Keith, I want to change my job is mm. not a simple, straightforward, nice and easy equation, no. is it? There's no. so much underneath the surface Absolutely. that needs to okay. be delved into. Mm. So we've talked about trying to separate them just for that initial moment from changing their job to, to who they are. Mm. And um, also circumstances come into it. You know, sometimes they want to change their job, but sometimes they've been made redundant or suddenly there's been that knock on the door. Thank you for all your 20 years of hard work, Jeff, but we're reorganizing and we've got to let you go. So sometimes people are arriving in quite a state, you know, they're not very, mm. they've lost an awful lot of confidence and uh, they're, they're not sure of themselves. They haven't been out in the employment market for a long time. So there's a lot of that work that has to be done too. Or also in terms of confidence, people returning to work after maternity, for example, or a long sickness where the world has changed while they're away and, um, you know, they need to adjust. So, You've got the, who, who you are, and the analogy I use is standing by a bridge. I use a little Japanese red bridge, actually. It's interesting you raise Ikigai, because I love the Japanese artwork and stuff. So you're standing at the one side, you know yourself now. Now, what do you do next? Next, 
I look over the other side of the bridge with my career coach. What could I do? Blinkers off. Blinkers off. You could go and work in a restaurant. You could go and open a flower shop. You can go and develop your own uh, um, online business. What is it? What can I do? Blinkers off. No, oh, no, you can't do that. No, that comes later. For the moment, what would you like to do? And where would you like to do it? And who would you like to do it with? And then we rule out the stuff which you'd come to me with, Paul, like you want to be the captain of Nottingham Forest football team, which clearly we know that slightly is beyond you at this precise moment. Although the way they play, I'm, I'm not, I won't, I won't guarantee that, but nonetheless. And we get practical and we say, OK, now we've looked at all these things. Let's get practical. This is definitely practical. You could do this if you want. You really could. How, how much do you want to do this? Because it will mean you're studying. You're going to have to do a degree or you're going to have to learn a new trade or you're going to have to do something. Do you really want to do this? Yeah, I want to do it. OK, then let's support you to do it. That's something we can do. So looking over the other side of the bridge, seeing the options, uh, digging deep, saying with my personality, with my values, with my skills, with my talents, with everything I have, my experiences, by the way, and my education. I forgot those two points. These are the things which I can do. These are the things I can earn money with. These are things I know I'd get fulfillment with, not passion. I, I might be passionate to start with, but it might not last. And let's have a look how realistic that is. So we're now on to the third stage, know how to get there. Mm. Just in terms of setting goals, Keith, you know, mm. um, being the captain of Forest for whatever example. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And this is just kind of from a, my own sort of, you know, when I, when I coach clients about goal setting. Yeah. Is that the more we can focus on the control that we have, the inverted commas, easier the goal is. So I use the example of, say, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, a, a young person wanting to become a driving instructor. Mm -hmm. Okay, feasible. so have you got a license? No. Have you got a car? No. Have you got your advanced driving? Well, of course you haven't, because you've, you've got your basic. So in other words, there's a lot of third party reliance that I need somebody, you know, we, we all know the sort of, well, I come from a generation, Keith, as did you, when you took your driving test, there was the cliche, I hope he or she, the examiner, hasn't got out of bed the wrong side this morning. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, let's not go any deeper than that. I don't know if that's true or not, but the point is we're reliant upon somebody else to give us that license. Then we're reliant on somebody else to pass us at an advanced level. Then we're reliant on a car. So there's all these external factors. So what I've mm. found generally as a piece of guidance in terms mm. of setting goals, the easier it is, is when you can have more control rather than inviting in loads of third party externals, which are out of your control and can if we haven't done, and you don't know yourself, to use your phraseology, uh, it can lead to um, a lot of disappointment and demoralisation. Well, that's really interesting. In fact, my son-in-law will be delighted when he hears this podcast because he has done it almost exactly what you've said. Because he he wanted to become a driving instructor. That's right. what he wanted to do. He got his test, and the, it's like the the old adage, you know, how do you eat an elephant bit by bit? It's very much. 
yes, of course, there's all these obstacles. You'd have to pass mm. tests. You have to get a car. You have to find someone that's prepared to train you. Oh, 101 obstacles. But you start with the one that's the nearest one and the one that, but you have to have that drive, of course. Drive, sorry. No pun intended. But uh, you have to have that ability to say, I'm going to start this and I'm going to finish it. So yeah. my goal is to become a driving instructor, which I'm pr proud to say he is now. But I have to start with what, what the hell is required? Like mm. you said, what do I need? What's the checklist? What's all the things that I'll need to have happen? I need clients. I'll need to advertise. I'll need to have my own tax uh, assessments. I'm, I'm running my own business. All these things have to come into it. But if you look at that straight off, you say, I want you to eat that elephant. You say, well, I can't. Look at the size mm. of it. I'll never do that. How can I possibly do that? Yeah. So you start with a toenail, you know? That's a horrible mm. analogy, isn't it? I'd it is, it. yeah. On so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's think of another one. But nonetheless, you have to take it piece by piece. You have to start with knowing that you can do it, believing that you can do it, having someone on your side to nudge you and challenge mm. you and say, what, you know, you need to go today, come on, and all that, and help you when you're down and you think you're failing. But my gosh, when you achieve it, something else. Something so, else. So on that note, Keith, I mean, you know me well because we've done podcasts mm. and we've spoken privately over many years. Mm. That mm. scenario, that constraining scenario that I've just mm. offered there yeah. is one set of one side of a coin. It is. It's, it is. There will always be people and there will always be situations. There will always be something to tell you why you shouldn't be able. You can't do it. It's not possible. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And um Yet how many times, even in your life and in the listeners' lives, have they, have they faced something where they thought, actually, oh, that will never happen? And it did. They, they achieved mm. it. They worked mm. it out. So it's having that faith, but it's having both feet on the ground. I'm not one of these people who says, yeah, you want to become the, the, you know, the, 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 the captain of uh, Nottingham Forest Football Club. You can do it, Paul. Mm. I'm not going to tell you that, Paul, because I know that it's not true. It won't happen. OK, but if you said, I'd like to play for a for a small club, um, you know, over 50s. Yep, of course, of course you can. So we together, you know, co collectively, it's called coactive coaching together. You know, we run through those, you know, what's real, what's not not to not to destroy anybody's um, illusions mm. and not to not to beat them down, not to tell them what they can't do but to be pragmatic and realistic. And that's where I think is sometimes missing because you do hear a lot of coaching, which is you can be anything you want. You can do it. You can't. You won't be an astronaut. End of. Mm. Mm. Just to pick you up on the playing for the over 50s, Keith, I mean, yeah. that might be a dream in the future, but I've got about 30 odd years to go before I'm at that mm. stage yet. But, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, seed planted, I'll bear that in mind for the next 30 years. That, that I can see. Yeah. yeah? Um, and just what you also said about, um, you know, setting intentions, my, my words, not yours, but setting intentions and going in a certain direction to achieve something. I know that mm. we've shared this before or I've shared, you know, just to continue the Nottingham Forest theme. Mm. So as a youngster, I had the dream to play for Nottingham Forest Football Club mm -hmm. and I had trials and all this that, and the other anyway, because of reasons various and probably the reality was I wasn't good enough. Uh, pains me to admit that. May maybe need to do a bit more inner work on that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I vowed from early childhood that one day I would wear with pride the badge of Nottingham Forest Football yeah. Club. Now, what was interesting, Keith, when I was doing my teaching degree um, in the late 90s, 
as it turned out. I actually ended up, so I never made it as a professional footballer, mm. but I ended up in the prestigious academy under the expert guidance of Paul Hart many moons later as a tutor mentor working with some of the best talent in the land at the time. Because I think, as you'll remember, you're a football man, Keith. Um, that's debatable with your allegiance, but touche. 1 1, score draw. We're Ref- doing quite well at the moment, West Ham United, in case anyone's interested. And you've drawn my team in the cup, should my oh, team no. get through. But anyway, that's mm. another. Um, but the point is, Keith, that I did end up representing that club. Mm-hmm. But well, not. Haven't you just exactly hit what I'm saying, Paul? Yeah. I yeah. love that. You're an, an, a living example of that. Mm. So, so when we went in at the start of this conversation, we talked about what are your hobbies, what are your interests, you know, what what do you like, what fulfills you, what, what do you enjoy, and all this stuff. Um, and we came to the the reality of yeah, but I because of for various reasons I won't be the captain of the, but I can be associated with it somehow. Yes. You are the epitome of that happening, yeah. and you know the you know one of the most used models in coaching is the grow model. So you start with the goal, and then you look at the reality. What you know, what's the reality? How realistic is this? And then you look at options. So you might start off with, I want to be, um, can we say, a, a professional footballer, okay? Um, whatever the reality is, there's no training close to you. There's no opportunity. However, there is a tennis club near you, and you're pretty damn good at tennis as well. And if you go along there and you realize, actually, what I want to be is a professional sports person. Mm. And so now the options are open. You know, the reality is no football, but yes, there's there's options open for tennis so then the way forward may be okay get the training become a a great tennis player there are many sports people out there who are in the very height of their career who had they taken a different path would have been brilliant sports people in another sport yeah yeah and i know on a previous podcast keith we spoke about you know yet again going back to my childhood about you know football was really my number one game but I was actually better at rugby than I was at football. Mm. And I was mm. fairly tidy at football, what, you know. But that's interesting because just going back to that podcast, and that's not about sort of me per se, but it reinforces your point that actually knowing what I know now and the way life's sort of unfolded, if you will, I'd have actually wanted to play professional rugby. Mm and represent my country at rugby as a sports person. Whereas in my younger days, I was just blinkered to wear that red shirt. That was it. Nothing else was on the horizon. So really, what you're hitting on there, Paul, and thank you for for that without priming it, is the whole purpose of Mm. this career coaching as opposed to to just going along to a job centre and saying what what jobs are out there for me, is 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 to take the blinkers off. Mm. So that were you a young lad going to a good career coach, one would say at the time, if they existed in the 1800s, I had to get my dig in there. Um, you know, that, that would a person would have opened your eyes and said, look, Paul, there's plenty of sports you can do, you know. You don't have to be, a, a t- it's up to you, of course, follow what you want to, but I'm just making you aware that there are other sports you could do. There are other things that, that may be of interest to you. Mm. So I think that's really, uh, really important. You know, when... when point I'd like to drop in here is, and it's really important for everyone, I think, is, and I'll be a bit, you know, fierce here. Nobody cares about your career Mm. as much as you. Nobody. So all the, all the goodwill and the, and the best uh, of intentions are fine. 
But you're the only one, if you bother to look at yourself and say, I, I want to have a career and I want to do this, you're the only person that can do that. Yeah. You're the person. It's like the old, you should give up smoking. You know, you should lose weight. You shouldn't eat bad food. Well, no, I shouldn't, should I? None of none of you will change until you want to change. Mm. Uh, you know that from person's experience in other areas, but we don't necessarily go there today. But it has to be something that you want to do. So you're coupling, you're bringing all of this jigsaw puzzle together. Your skills, your values, your talents, your personality, um, uh, your, your education, your culture. Another one I've got to throw in there, you know. Uh, all, all of these things that we bring together in your, your education. We look at what's possible, blinkers off, you know, anything is potentially possible. Then we get pragmatic, what's realistic, what can you do? Then what do you want to do? What should, what, what will you do? Not what should you do, what will you do? Mm. I will open a flower shop. Fantastic. Let me help you open that flower shop. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating. So like I say, Keith and listeners, on the surface of it, this I want to change job stroke career it's almost a, a inverted commas simple statement isn't it mm -hmm. but the reality is there is yeah and, and that's the second time i've said this and kind of no apologies for that because what i like about this or appreciate is probably a better word keith is when we go through life there's this kind of, i think the fast-paced way that we live today it's everything's kind of throw away it's instantaneous you know, you can you can get a credit card and you can put yourself into debt just in, in, in the blink of an eye. You know, everything is about that instant gratification. And in some respects, and maybe this is a kind of more senior view on things, I think we've, lo we've lost, and the massive generalisation, but that art of discernment. And so making snap statements, Keith, I want to change my job. I'll, I'll go and see Keith and he'll give me half an hour of his time. And by the end of it, I'll be sorted. Oh, yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, you said we, at the start of this podcast we can go down different rabbit holes. Yep. So let me allow me just to go down a, another one, but we'll come back here. Because what you say is very interesting and very powerful in a sense. We have more than one life now. Mm. Go back 50 years, Paul. And 50 years ago, the intention was you grew up, you got educated, you got a good job, which you would probably have for life. You got married, you'd have kids. And that's it. They would see you up to your retirement. That's so gone now. Mm. It's absolutely the case that things have speeded up. And that I think the number of marriages that, that succeed now, you know, uh, you know, the statistics are not so hot on that. People are living together. They're changing partners. They're changing jobs every two, three years. They're doing all sorts of things. Everything is speeding up. The time seems to be rushing past us all. Mm. So, that's even more reason for you to absolutely stop, just stop in your tracks and think, where the heck am I now? Where am I now? And what time have I got left? And what can I do in that time? The worst possible thing is to get to 80 years of age and look back and go, God, I wish I'd done something else. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Well, I can't actually. No, uh, but, and but that's you, great. But do you know what's really interesting from, from a personal point of view with me, Keith, and I alluded to this off air before we, uh, you know, before mm. we started this conversation, that I'm actually going not the other way from a life of almost complete and total uncertainty, entrepreneurship, everything flying by the seat of my pants. I don't know if this is an, 
an age or a maturity thing or whatever it is. But I'm actually sort of, as I say, not so much going the other way where I'm craving certainty, but I'm certainly being, to use my own word again, dis- far more discerning yeah. now, yeah. slowing things down. Will mm. I go the other way? And, you know, even alluding to, give me a nine to five job. Let, let me mm. be a bus driver or I don't mm. know, whatever. Mm. Uh, so what would be your kind of take on that, Keith, for somebody like me that's going to come to you as a career coach and say, yeah. do you know what, Keith, all my yeah. life, total uncertainty, mm. I've done loads and loads of different things, I've been all over the place, thoroughly mm. enjoy it, but I'm changing my energy inside it, I'm feeling so much more powerful, where do I direct that energy? Well, you know, I would immediately say um, that you have to look into yourself again and know what it is that you really want to be doing and where you would want to direct that energy, of course. Um, but discernment is interesting. It does come with maturity to an extent. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't put up with as many things as you would when you're younger. But by the same token, you don't get racked. Maybe you do get a bit more irritable over certain things, but you don't take things as far as you might have taken them when you were younger. You're not as radical, perhaps. Mm. So um, there's nothing wrong with that. That's uh, you know, You've got the two, the two sides of the coin here. There's people that are in employment that want to, to start their own business because that's how they're going to get rich. And in truth, if you look at the statistics and the people who've succeeded, the really rich ones are the ones who started their own business, the Steve Jobs and so on. So, but you've got equally a number of people who've had their own businesses and said, you know, I'm living hand to mouth here. If Mm. when that contract runs out, I don't have another contract. Um, I've got mortgage to pay. I've got children to feed. Uh, This is not easy. This is hard, hard, hard work. I'd love to have a nine to five job now. Just get. So there is a kind of a situation where the grass is greener. For sure. And uh, and then it's back to well, are you the type that loves living on the on the on the edge of the wave? Is that really what you're all about? Mm. In which case, to give that up and to have a nine to five job with someone telling you, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I want you to do that, and I want it by my desk by tomorrow morning. Is that really you? Um, on the other hand, maybe your passion was. You know, I know someone very, very impressed with him. Really impressed with him. No names, no patrol. Who? move from office work to become a, a train driver, highly successful career change. Loves it. Absolutely loves it. So, it, of course, you can do it. However, go go there with with uh, your feet on the ground, as I use that expression several times now, with a, a reality check, because there are good things about what you're saying, but there are also other things which you might not like. So be aware of those before you go into it. It's like people that like to be chefs, you know, they would love to go in and and become a great chef have you ever seen what goes on in some of these kitchens hellish literally seen hell's kitchen the tv program Mm. hellish places to work you need to be prepared for what's coming people swearing at each other you know it's 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 difficult environment yeah i think so to what degree keith yeah i mean i know what's playing out in my own world and and what this is just a natural kind of settling down of my life i'm at a stage of development within my life where i've done so much stuff um from i won't say everything that would be arrogant and blase to to even suggest that there's still loads of things 
I want to do. But to bring in that word discernment now, within my life generally, and as I say, this is about knowing yourself, I think that that is massively then infiltrating the, well, what is it I'm going to be doing in the next couple of years as I kind of step a, you know, more aside within world game changes and this, and that's, this things, there's new things, Keith, I want to do. There's loads of new things. I use the phrase, I want to learn how to kiss the sun and touch the moon. Mm. Well, what's also coming up for me, and this isn't a, an online career coaching session here, but, but what would be coming up for me as you speak is an element of fear. Really? Because it's, un yeah, because there's an uncertainty with your future. You've achieved an awful lot, written books, uh, set up charities, uh, coached people, uh, given presentations, world game, you know, all of these things. Okay. And it's now, okay. So now I, I hand it over. It's a bit like the person retiring from work. Mm. I've done all that. Now what? So there's an element of fear. There's an element which affects all of us, which is, you know, uh, mortality. So that can be negative, but it can also be very helpful in that it can really laser focus you. What's my legacy? What is it I want to leave? And, you know, when it comes back to it, to a lot of people, they will say, did I do enough for the family? Did I do enough for those people close to me? Uh, those sorts of areas suddenly come into come into focus. Mm. So, um, again, it's not a coaching session at all, but I'm giving you a taste of the areas that would would start to be areas you might want to think about. That's really interesting because obviously, you, you know, yet again, we're my professional. I've done a lot of research and um, shared and wrote a lot around fear versus mm. love. When mm. you mention that word, Keith, it's like I couldn't resonate with it because mm. I'm stepping into this new phase with it's not even optimism. It's like there's, there's a kind of there's, there's a shift in energy that's saying, because actually the fact that I'm going into something new stroke unknown is, is a further extension of the unknown, despite what I've said about maybe wanting to flirt a bit more with certainty. But I'm that use, I suppose, within my condition and energetically to uncertainty. Mm. When you said that word fear, my instant I thought, no, it's like, I don't get that. I'm, I'm not, mm. I'm not resonating with that. I'm just the opposite. It's like, mm. wow, what's going to happen next? I don't know what it is, but I know it's going to be damn good. There are emotions that come up with uncertainty, one of which is fear, however it's presented. Mm. And uh, because it's, it's, it's natural. It's a human element. You know, it's natural. I'm going into this dark room. I don't know what's in that dark room. Mm. I'm not, I will do it. I'm going to jump out of this plane. I don't know if I'll survive, but I, I've taken all the precautions. It's fine, and I want to jump it, and I love parachuting. But I'm still, you know... I'm standing on the edge of the plane. If you don't have that, to any successful uh, entrepreneur would say when, when they launch something or when they stand on the stage ready to give a presentation, uh, that there is that element of fear, which can inspire and move and motivate. Mm. Okay. So you could call it apprehension or whatever. And you could say to me, Keith, I'm used to this. I'm not really afraid of a lot of things. I'm, I'm more excited about it. When people say, I'm really afraid of this interview coming up, or I'm really afraid of doing something, what I would say to them is, okay, quick mind change here, flip it. Instead of being afraid, see that sensation, the, 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 the tummy churning and, and the nerves and the, you know, the hypervigilance and that mm -hmm. as excitement. Consider it as excitement because the two are so closely correlated. Yeah.
Yeah, I get that. I get that. Mm, fascinating. I mean, this really is deep stuff, isn't it? This really is deep stuff. I, I meet some wonderful people, honestly, I do. Uh, the, the, one of the issues is that um, you have to build trust with people and not everybody will do that easily. And so, you know, I've had clients who think, what the hell is he asking me these questions for? You know, who the hell is he? I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain it. So mm -hmm. I'll always speak to someone first for half an hour or so and, and see what we can do just to see that we relate. But I would say that to anybody who's seeking out coaching of any sort, life, life coaching, career coaching, uh, any type of coaching, maternity coaching there even is now, I've, I've, I've heard. Um, you have to have a good rapport with the person. You, you, you know, you have to trust them. You have to know that they're actually really listening to you and seeing the world as you see it, not seeing the world as they see it and not saying you should, because that's completely useless. Yeah, yeah. It is that proverbial guide, isn't it? Yeah. Rather yeah. than that, uh, dare I say, dictator. So any, I mean, this, you know, I'll repeat, but this has been absolutely fascinating from, I'm conceptualising an iceberg mm -hmm. and the bit above the top is, want to change yeah. and, it's, and it's so simple there's only that little bit keith give me yeah. half an hour of your time and everything's great <laughs> yeah. and no, tell me what i should do yeah yeah and then there's not you know there's no understanding or appreciation of that great mass mm. below the surface absolutely of, paul well put well put you know well put now but of course individuals have to be prepared to do that and and sometimes when you look at the underneath of the iceberg you'll see some dark patches that you don't really want to look mm. at and the question then is, do you want to look at that? Are you going to address that? Uh, in which case, if it's very serious, well, then you may need some other professional guidance, you know, psychology, uh, perhaps if it's if it's deep. Um, or maybe we can look at it together if it's not so so bad, you know, something that you know, like confidence that that you could help to build. But you you do have to take a good look underneath the iceberg for sure. Mm fascinating so by way of drawing things to a close then keith you know i'm going to use the the elevator scenario you and i have closed out many a podcast conversation in this scenario so um listeners if you for any reason needed a reminder i've just met keith in a hotel foyer we've had a chat it's been absolutely fascinating we're going to go into an elevator now to go up to the next floor he's going to go to his meeting i'm going to go to my meeting and I say to Keith, Keith, it's been a real pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure to have had this conversation, to have met you. I'll probably never actually see you again. We, we, you know, our paths may not cross again. But in the 30 seconds it takes this elevator to get from this basement, uh, sorry, not this, this foyer to the next level where we part, give me something because I'm thinking of changing my career. Mm. Give me something to take me to the next level. Paul, thanks. It's lovely to uh, to meet you too. I'm going to give you three things. One is you need to know yourself, really know yourself deeply. The second thing is you need to know what you want, what you really want. And the third thing is you need to know how to get there. Take a career coach and let them help you. Superb. I don't think there's anything else to add to that, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Paul, for the opportunity to sell my wares in a way and, and, and to, uh, to have a great discussion, as always we do. So thank you. So obviously, Keith, uh, as is previously, your details will be in the show notes. But do you want to just give us your website again? 
Yeah, it's it's keithamos.com. So that's Keith, then A-M-O-S-S.com. And just as a final word, uh, a new chat GPT uh, AI is coming out, which is uh, something which has been produced with myself and others, and it's called The Career Doctor, and it will be available for people to get with they, if they have access to chat gpt4 it'll be on the uh, open ai website soon mm, fascinating and on that fascinating note listeners i'm going to close out i'm not going to change my career but and i'm in fact i'm not going to ch- uh, close um, i'm not going to change the way we close out either and i'm predictably certainly going to say remember the world's changing how will you respond Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? <laughs>